Welcome to this week's podcast by Celebration Church Rarotonga. We believe this message will empower and equip you to live a life of breakthrough. Thanks for joining us. So this morning, you know, most of us, I know that we all like a deal. You like it when you pay for one and you get two. So I've got two messages for you. The first thing I want to talk about, and it's, it's just a short message, but I, I want to give you some quick keys how to get the best out of COVID-19. I want to give you some keys on how to get the best out of COVID-19, which means this situation that we're in right now. So when uh, COVID uh, hit and the island started closing down and things started happening, I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, you need to give me a scripture, man. You need to give me something that I can hold on to during this time. You need to give me some words. And he gave me this uh, scripture, Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy 31, 6, and I'll read it. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear or be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor will he forsake you. And I want to tell you, well, we have a pearl business and, and we've had no sales for six months and uh, we're reliant on the, um, we getting the wage subsidy and all those things. But I grab onto that word and I say, Lord, you said you will not leave me, you will not forsake me. And I want to tell you that this is a scripture that we should hold on to. And it says, be strong of good courage. Do not fear. And we know that the spirit of fear is going around the world. But the, but the Lord gave me that scripture right at the beginning before the fear and all this uh, it was really let loose of what was going to happen. But he said, do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid of the unknown. Them. What's happening out there? Them. Do not be afraid of what you don't know. Because i got to tell you that we've got to trust in the Lord. Amen. So here's four keys. Four keys to get the best out of COVID-19. Number one key is to innovate, is to innovate. When, when the guys came back from fishing, I'm talking about the disciples, you'll know the exact names. When they came back from fishing and they caught no fish, and they were complaining to Jesus, we caught no fish, and Jesus said, go out there and fish on the other side of the boat. And I wanna say, this is a time to innovate. This is a time to fish on the other side of the boat. Sophie and I, we've always wanted to um, uh, have a beauty spa. It exists. We built it. It's beautiful. Check out my nails. <laughs> number two. So number one was innovate. Number two was initiate. Start. 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 If you haven't come to prayer meetings, start now. If you haven't started reading your word, start now. What's that business that the God has put on your heart? Start now. If you haven't had date nights with your wife, start now. If you haven't had a time with just you and the Lord, start now. So initiate. The next one is renovate. Out with the old and in with the new. Out with the old and in with the new. And I'm talking about buildings. I'm talking about home. I'm talking about your wardrobe. Renovate. Renovate the house, but renovate your heart. Renovate your relationship with God. Renovate your, your time with the Holy Spirit. And the fourth key to get the best out of COVID-19 is celebrate. 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 One time in the morning, Sophie and I were praying, and we were praying for celebration. And it wasn't because we're called Celebration Church, because I just realized I had the vision that 10,000 upon 10,000 angels, 24-7, seven days a week, they declare, holy, holy, holy is the Lamb of God. 
they don't stop. Heaven doesn't stop. And when we pray and celebrate, we join the choruses of heaven. Angels come down into your prayer meeting. You gotta celebrate. It's more than just having a happy smile on your face. I wanna say, when you celebrate, you join the party in heaven. But I wanna say another thing, celebration, it's warfare. It's warfare, man. I tell you what, the devil hates a celebrating Christian. He hates a celebrating Christian. So when the praise and worship team is up here, it's hands up. It's praising. When you're driving in the car, it's radio up on that Christian music. When you're talking to someone else, you're talking celebration. So when you're in front of someone who's depressed, you're feeding celebration into their soul. You're giving them what you have. If you don't have it, you can't give it. Now let's get into the message, eh? That was part one. That was the appetizer. <laughs> so we've got the appetizer, main course, and I even got some dessert for you this morning, so that's good. The second part of the message, unlocking the God version of you. Unlocking the God version of you. First, I'm going to tell you what is the God vision of, version of you and how do you unlock it. Now, this came about from a few things, from messages that Jonathan has preached uh, here on Sunday, which is an encouragement. You know, when one Sunday goes past, you don't get that message and file it away. Well, that was good. And then grab the next one and then grab the next one. Every message is, is a building block upon building block upon building block. And Jonathan preached the message, he, the one on the cockroaches in the house, but he said they were there, they were there, and then he found the nest, and whoa, that's where they were. And also, a while back, he also preached the message that says that there, when Jesus was trying to, um, sorry, the disciples were trying to overcome some demons of the sick boy, and they couldn't do it, and they said, Lord, Lord, why, why, um, why isn't it working? And then Jesus said, well, from this kind, it's got to come out by prayer and fasting. So those are the two foundation messages. And then we headed into the 21-day fast. And during the 21-day fast, we asked the Lord many questions, but there's three key questions that we asked them. Question number one was, Lord, do a deep work in us. And the, the term I said was a deep dive. Go to places that I, that, that I expose, those places that I have, those places that only prayer and fasting can open. 21 days of prayer and fasting only. And the second question, this is an unusual one, we ask the, we ask the Lord, what lies of the devil are we believing as truth and has become part of our character? So we, I said, Lord, do a deep dive. And what lies of the devil have I accepted as truth, woven it into my character, and now it's become part of Gus? I want to find out. I want to find out. And the third thing that we asked, Lord, what does the, Gus, what does the real Gus and Sophie supposed to look like? What are we really supposed to look like? What are, we really, what are we really, really supposed to look like? And this is why I want to bring you the message on how to unlock the God version of you. So what, what happened was, um, it was a 21-day fast, so this just all, didn't all happen in the, in the first day. But uh, we gave it our all. We fasted off food. Uh, we were praying and reading the Word literally all the time. And then watch, when watching TV or anything, we just really went into it. We really went for it, like went for it, eh? And um, 
So we came to this place. I'll, I'll explain it to you. So in the prayer and, and this time, I came to that deep dive, and the Lord was doing deep dive, and I came to, if you can imagine, a door. And on this side of the door was my whole life that I was operating. And on this side of the door, there was a, was a, a label, and it was called professionalism. And on this side of the door was the professional Christian, was the professional father, was the professional husband. And on this side of the door was my professional life, where I were, and the professional CG leader, where, I, where, I, where I, I played the role, where I had it all, where you'd look at me and say, oh, yeah, Gus is, uh, you know, leadership and uh, marriage is okay and all that. But there was, a, there was professionalism on it. And the professional marriage where you, oh, there, their marriage is okay. And there was that professional side of it. A mask, maybe. And so we came to this door. And if you know in, in heaven, the, the gates have names. And this door had a name. And I saw the door. And it wasn't, any fancy door. I'm not going to say it was a big cell door or a big concrete door. It's just a door. And it had the name Pride. 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 So we went into warfare, 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 blood of Jesus, warfare, and smashed through the gate of Pride. And I want to tell you what was on the door, but what was on the other side, it was not pretty. It was ugly. It was ugly. There was demons in my life that I'd never seen before. I'd never heard of them before. There were soul ties that I thought were, were broken, but they weren't, but they were masked. And the soul ties had long names. They didn't have short names. They had actually long names. And so I discovered the soul tie probably three days into our fast, and I kept breaking it for the next 21 days. But the soul tie was called meeting your father's expectations. Meeting your That was his name. His actual name of the soul tie was meeting your father's expectation. And then I remember that my own dad, um, my dad was a, was a very, was a very successful um, diplomat, uh, New Zealand diplomat, and he went to the highest, highest rankings of foreign affairs in New Zealand, and there was no one higher than him. He would have meetings with Helen Clark at the time and uh, all that kind of thing. He, was, he served under Bill Rowling for you old guys, and all this kind of thing. So he was really, really successful. But one time my dad said to me, we were just chatting, and one of his biggest regrets was that his father died, because his father died at 60, that his father never saw him um, achieve the success in his life. When my dad was in Samoa, uh, he got a telegram from, from his father, and his father had two words, on, his words, two words on his telegram, and it said, you failed. You failed, his school C, you failed. And then I realized that my dad had meeting your father's expectations. And then I'm thinking, maybe my grandfather and my great-grandfather, 10 generations, but behind the door of pride, and man, I smashed that thing. Went for it, break it. But I want to tell you that the Lord says that this kind or this door cannot be opened except through prayer and fasting. John 8, 36, Therefore who the Son sets free shall be free indeed. you got to sing those praises, man. Therefore, who the Son, that's Jesus Christ, sets free, is free indeed. Indeed means no going back. Indeed means forever. Indeed means indeed. Who the Son sets free. And I want to say the change in our lives, the change in our lives, 20 years in the Lord, 33 years married, um, the change in our lives in the last two months has been astronomical 
It's amazing. It's amazing what God is, uh, God is doing. Our TV hardly gets turned on. It's amazing. It's amazing. Now, I'm not giving my TV away. <laughs> but you can deal with rejection. I'm going to just give you a list that the Lord gave me, and, uh, you know, it's all of us. Rejection, isolation, loneliness, self-loathing, abandonment, low self-worth, lack of confidence, and I confess these, and I'll confess it to you, comparisons, jealousy, envy, comforting, and insecurity. And that was just me. You make your own list. <laughs> That's my list. Don't steal my stuff. I want my own rejection. You keep your, you go get your own rejection. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So I'm encouraging you. Ask the Holy Spirit. This is how we're going to get to the God, best God version of ourselves is one, go to God and say, God, do a deep dive. But be prepared, eh? And do it seriously. Because when he gets to that door, the door in your life mightn't be pride, it might be something else. But I tell you what, what's behind there? Because on this side, we're professionals. Professionals. And uh, God saw Gideon. We've got to see ourselves as God see us, sees us. Angel came to Gideon and he called him mighty man of valor. And Gideon says, me? We're the smallest of all the tribes of the Midianites. We're the smallest. We don't, we don't have many. But it's how the Lord saw him. But we see ourselves as less. But God sees us. And this is how we're going to unlock the best version of us. is to see ourselves how God sees us. So the next thing I ask the Lord is what we're supposed to look like. Lord, thank you. You're doing all this work on us. What, what are we supposed to look like? What am I really supposed to look like? I know I look like this now as a result of living this long and having life experiences. And the Lord said this in Genesis 1, 26, 27, 28. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And in 28, then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on earth. What we're supposed to look like is the image of God. That's what we're supposed to look like. We're supposed to look like the image of God. A life that has fruitfulness, a life that has multiplication, and the life that carries dominion, authority. That's what we're supposed to look like. It's really simple. God made us in his image. So the answer is once we strip, get away with all the, 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 the soul ties and the, you know, the stuff, what's supposed to be left is the image of God. And this is why God is doing a work in the church, and especially during COVID-19. Never have we had a greater opportunity Never have we had a greater opportunity. I say to my, my kids, I said, the island or the world might never close down again in my lifetime. It could be the, the big one of 2020. 
You know what I mean? But I want to say, never have we had an opportunity like this to get closer to God. Never have we had an opportunity like this to get God to unpeel and unravel our lives and undo ourselves. So, why? So we can be in the image of God, the original form. It's in Genesis, the beginning. When he made us, he said he made us in his image. In Psalms 139, verse 13 and 14, I'm going to read it. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. I want to tell you right now that you were fearfully and wonderfully made in your mother's womb. I want to tell you now that you are a marvelous work of God. Don't believe the enemy. Don't believe the enemy at all. It says in verse 14, I will praise you. And I want to tell you right now, you were built to praise God. Your form was made to praise God. That's what's so marvelous. This has got to make you feel valuable right now. And he said, I will praise you. And can I just say that good health praises God? Good health, does your form praise God? Or is there more form for God to work on? But you know, but if it's pleasing and valuable to God, John 10.10 10 says that the thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. So it's valuable to God. The devil wants to steal it. The devil wants to destroy it. If it's valuable to God, the devil wants to destroy it. If you're valuable to God, I want to say the devil has a plan or assignment to destroy you, to make things not go well, to, to, to get you depressed, to, leave, to have you live in your whole life on the, 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 the pride side of the door, not closed, not that other stuff. So I'm going to talk about deception now, the great deception. The dictionary uh, calls deception the action of giving a misleading account or an impression. But today we just call that a scam. <laughs> a scam. I want to bring some truth today. There was a scam that the devils started in Eden. He started with Eve and is still going today. And the scam started with a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Eve. And what the devil did, he messed up Eve's perception or image of God that Eve had. God was protector. God was provider. God was a loving God. And then the devil got him beside her. And remember, this is a one-on-one -on -one conversation and said, did God really say that? But he painted a different image of God. He said, God is holding out on you. You know, you can have all knowledge. You can be like a God. And he doesn't want you to be like that. God is a selfish God. God doesn't love you. God is holding back from you. He painted a different image from God. So what the scripture says, that once she had this different image of God, things happened. God was no longer the loving, providing, and protecting God. But he painted God as a selfish, withholding knowledge of good and evil, and opportunity to be like a God. And in Genesis 3.6, it says, so the woman now in 3.6, her perception of God has changed. 
So you've got to get this, it's changed. So, she, so when the woman saw, everyone say saw, when he saw, and when you see images, how does the image get into your brain for you to translate? It's through the eyes. It's an image. It's an image. It's an image. So when she saw that the tree was good for food and that was pleasant to the eyes, the devil had changed her perception of God and now she saw the images of life of the world were different. What God was said was forbidden was now pleasing to the eyes. Isn't that interesting? There's a whole pornographic industry that makes billions and billions of year that is based on this lie. That is based on this lie. Now it's pleasing. But God says that's not right, that's forbidden. It's because the image of God had changed. This is, this is going somewhere. And, and, a tree, and the tree is desirable to make one wise. So she took of its fruit. She ate. She gave it to husband and he ate. So when the devil messes up your image of God from the original version, your truth and your reality changes as well. But if your image of God is, is altered and you're made in the image of God, what does that say about the image of yourself? Because God said, I've made you in my image. But if you have a perverted image of God, you look in the mirror, what do you see? Do you see a loving God? Do you love what comes back to you? Or is it rejection? Or is it a perverted version of yourself? Or like Eve, are you going for those stuff which, look God, which God says is forbidden? And this is the scam that the devil is doing today. He's still doing it today. He's still doing that same conversation today. He's still perverting the image of God. And I want to say that it's gone widespread now because the, the devil can't be in all places at all time, not like God. So he, he, he has an army of demons that will have the one-on-one -on -one conversation in your, with you. He's assigned them to do that, those tormenting demons. I had that one-on-one -on -one conversation with you. But also, he's reaching the masses now. The devil is updated. The lie is still the same, but his technique includes social media. It includes mass media, celebrity worship, education, and antichrist worldviews. I want to tell you the, world, the, the devil is perpetuating the same lie to pervert the image of God in our lives and nations' lives around the world now. Around the world. And it's, it's happening. And even during this COVID time, it's happening more. But there's good news, man. In Genesis 8.8, because 8, Adam and Eve's relationships changed too. In Genesis 8.8, 8, and they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid, hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. And Jonathan was praying earlier before the service and he was talking about hiding, hiding. Adam and Eve, they used to walk with God in the cool of the day. Walk with them. One-on-one -on -one relationship. They were there. God was there. But then the perception of God had changed. He was no longer this loving, protecting God. He was this other thing. And they hid from God. They hid from God. 
and the sh- with shame. And I want to say right now, if your image of God has been tainted, if it's the wrong image, you're going to hide from God. You're going to hide from Him. And it's like what Jonathan said like, um, about the university. You don't, you, you don't get your degree then going to university. I've heard it. I've, uh, I've actually had people say, look, I don't want to come to church because I, want, I need to fix some things up first. I said, mate, <laughs> mate, come to church, man. Come to church. It's where it's getting done. But hiding from God, hiding from God, that's based in shame. And it's based in the, the original lie of the devil, still perpetuating today. When we don't see the true image of God, we want to avoid God. Maybe you've been avoiding church. Maybe you've been avoiding CG. But I want to say, it's shame. Bro, you need to get that image of God right. Come to church, man. It's good. Now, here we go. We're nearly at dessert. So now we've got the image of God, which has been perverted. It happened in Eden, and it's still happening today. Uh, the Lord is, I mean, sorry, the devil's using mass media, so the message is going around the world real quick. And, and, uh, and we, we have stuff going on in our life is because, you know, our image of God has been tainted, but we're working on that. But God didn't just chuck the towel in the towel and say, ah, I'm too tired to fight. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. Satan, you win. You win. That's it. Okay. Or should we call it a draw? Nah. But I want to tell you, God did not leave us empty-handed. So when the image of God had been tainted and been perverted, when someone is restoring a picture, like say, I saw this uh, uh, documentary on um, Discovery, and they got this old painting, they found it in the war, and it basically looked like black, <laughs> a frame of black. And they, they, the guys had microscopes, and they were going like this, like this, over like one pixel. And they were doing this, and they were doing this, and they were doing this. And it took years and years and years and years and years. And they did it, and they refined it, and they revealed the true colors. And they found it. But they, they had an idea what the original looked like to go for it. You know when they get a diamond, like the, the, the wedding ring, the diamond? The diamond comes as a rock, but they've got to cut it away. But they look for the imperfections or the inclusions inside it. And the guy gets a micros- microscope. He gets a telescope. But he gets that thing for looking into it, and he looks at the gem. But he can see the gem in there. And he cuts it this way, and he cuts it that way. But I want to tell you that a diamond is cut to reflect the light the best, the best cut. And I want to tell you that God cuts us to reflect the light the best, to reflect him. But God didn't leave us. He just didn't say to the devil, okay, you've mucked up my image, and we'll just leave the people at that. God gave us four, four Four bold images of himself to remind us what he looks like. He gave us four. He said, well, if you've mucked around with the image, I'm not going to bring one. I'm going to bring four true images of me for people to look at and see, and they can see me in all my glory and who I am. And I'm going to undo that lie of the devil. Number one, Jesus the perfect image of God. The first thing he did, he said, I'm going to bring my son, Jesus Christ, so people can look at him. 
In Galatians 1.15, it says, He is the image of the inv- invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. He is the image of God. So the first thing he said, well, devil, if that's the best you can do, I'm going to checkmate you four times. And he said, I'm going to bring my son, Jesus Christ. He's going to come here, and he's going to be the image of me. No wonder that people are trying to pervert the image of Jesus. No wonder there's an antichrist out there, because the devil's trying to call back. The devil is down. He's trying to grab back what he had before Jesus. But I want to tell you that Jesus is the perfect image of God. Then he brought the Holy Spirit of truth, the true image of God. He brought the Holy Spirit. And in John 16, 13, however, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. No lie of the enemy, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, He will speak and he will tell you of things to come. The Holy Spirit of truth is the true image of God. If you want to identify a lie from the devil, you ask the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will say, that's hogwash. That's not true. And the third thing he brought was the Bible, the written image of God. In 2 Timothy 3.16, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof. Reproof, that's testing yourself. For correction, for instructions and righteousness. He brought four things. So that we can look at these four things and we can say, man, that doesn't look like the original. That doesn't look like the, the, the original God, the God that devil painted. That doesn't look my life, like my life. That doesn't look like, when I look in the mirror, I don't see that. Jesus, the perfect image of God, Holy, the Holy Spirit of truth, the true image of God, and the Bible, the written image of God. Now, now, and he brought one more thing, the fourth thing. 1 John 4, verses 12 to 17. Seeing God through love. No one has seen God at any time if we love, an, if we love another. God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son, sent the Son as a Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love of God, sorry, the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. The fourth image, we had Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Bible, and the first, the fourth image is his family. It's his family, Christians, people that love him. There's a world out there, there's a whole world out there that doesn't know Jesus. 
There's a whole world out there that doesn't know the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's a bit weird. There's a whole world out there that doesn't read the Bible, doesn't read Scripture. There's a whole world out there. But there's a world out there that looks at you, that interacts with you. At your workplace, your family, at the shops, out there. And that's why God brought the fourth thing, his family. Because when the world looks at you, they're supposed to see God. They're supposed to see the image of God. And God says, when you love me, and I want to put it out there, that this time of COVID-19, just get to love God again. Just get loving God again. Just get loving God again. And once you love God, it says that he will abide in you, which means the image of God will come upon you. And you're going back to the original, as in Genesis. And I want to say that when, when people look at you, they're going to see Jesus. They're going to see the love of God. That's why God, the fourth image of him is Christians, is his family. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. We'd also love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Celebration Raro or visit our website celebration.atonga.com. Until next time.